0: everyone and welcome to Aishapedia Uncut with me, your host Aisha, or as you may know me on social media, Aishapedia. Today we're diving into the world of veganism and all that it entails. Now if you haven't heard of being vegan, it's essentially the practice of abstaining from the use of animal products. Particularly in your diet, and it's associated with this philosophy that rejects the commodity status of animals. That means no egg, no dairy, or meat. As a Muslim, I grew up on a halal diet, which means no pork or alcohol, and the meat has to be slaughtered and preyed on in a manner attached to the practicing of Islam. When I lived in the UK, I found it quite hard to get easy access to halal restaurants. I always had to revert to vegetarian or even vegan items. I wouldn't exactly say that I loved every vegan item that I had the chance of eating. But the idea that something that can be replicated in a non-animal way always fascinated me. My experience with vegans has felt quite turbulent. It's either been extremely helpful or very judgmental. If I'm eating meat or wearing leather, I was subjected to the I don't love animals phrase. It left a very bad taste in my mouth towards veganism. And it wasn't until I met our guest that my perspective towards vegans slightly shifted. Our guest today is my friend and neighbor, Elisa Ugna. She's a professional counselor and mental health advocate, but above all of that, she is a proud vegan. She turned her love for veganism into a passion on Instagram under the name Fueled by Plants. Clever, right? where she shares and develops vegan recipes and shows us how she personally builds a sustainable vegan lifestyle. Welcome to the show, Elisa. I'm so glad we finally get to have this conversation, especially since we've always discussed how veganism has just impacted and changed your life so much. So it's actually so great that you're finally here and we get to share it with the listeners out there as well. And to start off with, I actually just wanted to ask you if you could just tell us a little bit about your vegan journey. Can you remember what made you decide to actually be a vegan in the first place?
1: Hi, Aisha. Well, firstly, I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to speak with you about veganism. Um, So, a little bit more about my journey would be that, okay, so firstly, I was born and raised in Mauritius in a very much non-vegan family. So, I have been eating meat my whole life. Eating meat in Mauritius is pretty normal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it's never something that I questioned or never something that I thought was. You know, not normal. I would say when I actually moved to Cape Town, I started to just ask myself questions about oh, is it normal? Is it okay for me to eat meat? There was not one specific thing that um, made me question my diet, but I think it was just perhaps seeing you know videos or documentaries or hearing things about veganism, and just slowly I started to ask myself questions. So I would say that about 2.5 years ago I decided to be vegan. I think that someone who is quite well known in the vegan world. His name is Ed Erfling. Uh, really impacted me in my choice to become vegan as he has amazing videos on YouTube and Instagram and he's just a, a really great person to follow in terms of getting more information about veganism. Mm-hmm. So he definitely helped me in the process. But I wouldn't say that one particular thing made me change, but rather a lot of different things that I saw or read or heard made me become vegan. Slowly throughout the years, I just felt that my actions were not aligned with my values. I didn't want to hurt animals. I didn't want them to die or to be killed or tortured. And Mm -hmm. I just felt like eating them was just not right. And the moment that I chose to be vegan, I just felt that peacefulness. I just felt much better that my actions could be aligned with my values. And that was an amazing feeling. Of course. So when you're actually defining being a vegan, so does that
0: include your lifestyle in terms of the non-vegan food products that you buy or does it make you any less of a vegan if you have a vegan diet, but your lifestyle isn't vegan? So by that, I mean you wear animal products or you use animal products in your everyday life, but you, your food that you eat is not vegan. So does that make you any less vegan? What exactly does the word vegan mean?
1: So that's a really, really good question. So I will answer this question by perhaps giving a definition of what veganism is according to the vegan society. Veganism is is a way of living which seeks to exclude as far as is possible and practicable all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to animals for food clothing and any other purpose so um, basically it means that um, when you decide to become vegan you're trying to exclude exploitation animal exploitation as much as you can not only in your diet but also in your lifestyle in general okay but if you choose to eat a vegan diet that means that you're having a plant-based diet. So you're plant-based. Veganism is not a diet, it's a lifestyle. But now if you just turn vegan and if you have, for example, if you bought, let's say a few years ago, a leather bag made of animal skin, then no one is telling you that you need to throw it away. Like it really depends on what you want to do. No one is asking you to throw these items away, but simply to not buy these items as if you buy these items, it, it means that you are participating in the exploitation of animals. So it's it's really a lifestyle at the end of the day. From what it sounds like, it sounds like a very gradual process. Yes, definitely. For me, it was gradual. Some people do it overnight. And I mean, everyone is different. But I think that, you know, it can be quite overwhelming if you decide to change everything one day to the other. Because at the end of the day, we were raised in a way that we were doing things without knowing perhaps um, is now different now that you're vegan and when we're doing these things, it was for years. Now, this is
0: something that a lot of people have said and something that I've also personally wondered, but is it true that you don't get all your vitamins and necessary minerals from plant-based food? I mean, you know, for example, when we eat meat, because I'm a meat eater, and if I have to eat meat, I know I'm getting my protein. If, for example, if I have dairy, I know, okay, there's vitamin D and that's vitamin and I, and I got my calcium and all of that. As a vegan... How do you know that you're going to make sure that you get the right vitamins, the right supplements in your diet do you have mm-hmm. to get you know shots injections how does it work as a vegan
1: that's definitely a question that a lot of people ask when you're eating a plant-based diet you can definitely have all the vitamins that your body needs all the minerals that your body needs um, you simply need to have a balanced diet eat enough calories and focus on whole foods such as beans legumes fruits seeds and nuts will get everything that you need and usually when you turn vegan and if you focus on the balanced whole food plant-based diet, your fiber intake will increase and your saturated fat will decrease, which is obviously much better for your body. In terms of a protein, I will call it the protein myth because there is protein in almost everything. But if you eat a lot of beans, lentils, chickpeas, tofu, oats, soya, or even like peanut butter, you have protein. Like this is not something that we need to worry about. And I think that your body actually thrives on a plant-based diet. You can be on a plant-based diet at any stage. Of your life. So, pregnancy, as a baby, as an elderly person. I think that the only thing that people need to perhaps uh, check is the vitamin B12 levels. And vitamin B12 is actually a bacteria that is found in soil. But nowadays, because the soil has been so overused and full of chemicals, it's really difficult to get B12 for a vegan, but also for a non vegan, actually. So, it's not a vegan thing. Oh, wow. um, so, it's all, always good to check your vitamin B12 and just make sure that it, it's good. You can have vitamin B12 fortified food, or you can take a supplement, mm-hmm. or you can also take an injection every three months. So it's up to you. So in your daily diet, what do you think
0: is the the most important things that you have to ensure every day in your diet, just to know that you're getting
1: the right amount of vitamins? So in general, I really like to add flax seeds uh, powder because it's digested uh, in a much better way for your body when it's in a powder form and not in the seeds form so i add flaxseed powder in literally everything like in the morning in my oats in my smoothies it's just really good for your body or chia seeds otherwise i just eat a lot of vegetables and fruits and i also like to eat like quinoa because it's really good for your body and i also try to listen to my body as much as i can like if i feel like eating something i will eat it and i feel like listening to our body is really important whenever
0: i see your instagram posts of your homemade recipes that you make whether it's you know you make um a smoothie bowl or you make nice cream or you just, you know, you're making fresh juices every morning. If anybody's listening right now, if you have to just see Elisa's Instagram page, Fueled by Plants, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because everything looks so fresh. Everything looks so like it just makes you want to eat
1: your phone because the food looks so good on the screen (laughs) (laughs) you're so sweet thank you so much that's really kind so for me cooking is a pleasure but it's really not that difficult and I really try to include recipes that are easy for everyone to make not really difficult and that require um, not like not really expensive ingredients, like, you know, affordable ingredients and, and yeah, like, but thank you so much. <laughs> I know that a lot
0: of vegan food is centered around diets that are animal free. And a lot of the meals that they make usually imitate yeah. meals with me. I just wanted to know why are vegan meals marketed this way? Because a lot of the time, I know if if I had to go up to a vegan and I had to say to them, you know, why do you make meals that are centered around meat? Why not just attract people with purely plant-based meals for what they are? Just tell people
1: enjoy plant-based food for what they are instead of saying, oh, this tastes similar to meat. That's a good question But actually a few people have asked me in the past. They asked me, why do you call your vegan chicken, chicken? It's not chicken. So why are you eating chicken, but it's not chicken? You know what I mean? Mm. I think that it's because a lot of vegans, become vegan, not because they don't enjoy the taste of meat, but simply because they don't want to contribute in the suffering of innocent animals who have to die and be killed in the process. We don't want to participate in that because we have seen the suffering that they go through. We don't want them to die for us to be able to enjoy a two-minute meal and have some sort of pleasure in our mouth. A lot of people turn vegan actually because of animal exploitation and not because of the fact that they don't like the taste of animal flesh. I think it's a big win for the vegan community that today we are able to eat anything that we used to eat before being vegan, but we can eat it in in a vegan way. I personally do enjoy the taste of meat. I simply don't want them to suffer and die. Meat can be quite unhealthy for you. According to the World Health Organization, processed meat has been linked to cancer, more particularly to colorectal cancer or to stomach cancer. It's high in cholesterol. It's just increasing your risk of heart disease and diabetes. And, you know, some people simply do not want to eat that food because it's just you know going to make you sick on the long term so so yeah I think that's why we we imitate meat is because we actually enjoy the taste but not the suffering that is behind it
0: so when you gave up meat how did you go about it how did you how did you start from from when you started to decide okay I'm gonna go vegan what was the first thing yeah. that you decided? What type was it? Red meat? Was it chicken? Was it fish? Like, how did you go about getting rid of meats in your life?
1: Yeah. So, for me, it started, I would say, six years ago when I was cooking chicken in my kitchen, and the chicken flesh was just disgusting to me. I don't know, like not enjoyable for me to to cook, um, to just touch raw mm. chicken flesh, you know. Um, so it started back then, six years ago, when I decided to become flexitarian, which means that I was yeah. eating vegetarian at home most of the time, and that I would eat meat occasionally when I would go out at a restaurant, because I didn't want to cook meat. So I started to learn more about the the animal agriculture industry and slowly I started to become pescatarian. So I stopped land animals. And then one day on the 1st of January, I decided that I would become vegetarian. And literally a few months later, I was like, okay, like I'm done. I actually met a really good friend of mine who is vegan and I thought, you know, if she can do it, I can do it. I became vegan and it's literally, it has been the best decision ever. You're listening to Aishapedia
0: Uncut, and we'll be right back. I mean, I I have to say, as somebody that I used to eat... I think when I met you, I used to eat everything because we lived in the same building and you started telling me about, you know, veganism and everything about veganism. Yeah. Ever since December of last year, I haven't had red meat. And I have to admit, it's made such a big change to my diet. I will admit, though, that I'm still a big fan of chicken. It's it's very difficult for me to let go of maybe chicken and fish. So I'm glad you actually, you were very honest in that you said that You do enjoy eating meat, but it's the idea of what and how that meat was brought in front of you is what puts you away and puts you off. From my personal experience, I found that some vegans can often be a little bit aggressive in their approach in that they say that if you eat meat, you don't love animals. What Mm -hmm. is your personal approach to non-vegans? Mm.
1: Well, firstly, I wanted to say um, well done for not eating red meat anymore. I think that's great. I'm sorry to hear that you have had you know, some bad experiences with a few aggressive vegans. I'm sorry to hear that. We need to look at the underlying emotion behind anger, and I think that's pain. When we make the connection with what the animal agriculture industry does to the innocent animals, it's very painful because when you look at the videos of animals being slaughtered, to houses it can create a lot of pain inside of us and therefore some people you know we don't really know how to deal with our emotions we don't really know how to react and that pain can sometimes um come across as, you know, anger or come out as anger. And that's really sad. But I do think that in a lot of different movements as well, like there is a small minority that is actually aggressive. But then suddenly, like that movement is known as being aggressive. So there is a lot of money in play when we speak about the animal agriculture industry. There is a lot of money. You know, who is funding the media? And what message are they trying to come across when vegans say that, if you eat meat, you don't love animals. This is tricky because I used to eat meat and I've always said that I loved animals. And I did. I love animals even though I was eating them. I did that because I was raised in such a way because I never made the connection with how my actions were impacting these animals. You will never pay someone else to hurt someone that you love. And that's kind of what people, what vegans are trying to say. When you say that you love animals, but you're eating them, it means that, When you're eating them, you're directly paying someone to kill these animals. But if you tell me that you love animals and you're eating them, I will not deny that. I trust you. But I would like you to see it from my eyes and to perhaps be open to seeing how, you know, these two things don't match.
0: I mean, I know when it comes to advertising veganism, There's always many different approaches. And I remember once you and I went, we went for dinner and we came across Anonymous. I don't know if you remember that. Do you remember they were outside the restaurant with laptops? And on their laptops, they were playing the slaughtering and the capturing and the enclosuring of pigs, chickens, basically farm animals that were about to be slaughtered. It was extremely grotesque. It was things that, you know, you wouldn't be able to bear because it was right in front of you they're not showing the positivity of veganism it's not like they had a powerpoint presentation on their laptop to say here's veganism this is how it helps your immune system this is how it helps your diet i mean do you agree that this is the best way to advocate for veganism is it better to show the negativity
1: of eating meat instead of just the positivity of why veganism matters i don't think that they are advertising veganism for the negativity of eating meat i think they are um just showing the truth of eating meat We where your food com- comes from and I think that as you said it, it is difficult to watch and I think it's really important to ask ourselves why is it difficult to watch it shouldn't be difficult for us to watch how our food has been made or processed I wouldn't say that it's the best way but I would say that it's a way I think that is it is important to have different forms of activism and that's definitely a form that is really important because every single form of activism has its place and is equally as important because it's going to touch different people. I mean, I am incredibly impressed with their work because I know that I wouldn't be able to go into a slaughterhouse and to record these videos. It would be way too painful for me. When we buy animal flesh, when we buy animal products, this is what we're paying for. We're paying for the cruelty, we're paying for the suffering, the death of innocent animals. And that's what Anonymous World Voices want to show. And I think it's super important. What would you say is your approach? And if
0: you had to give a word to your fellow vegans out there, how would you advise them on how to approach when it comes to acting? you know, activism to try and get everybody involved.
1: I feel like I, I am an activist as well. For my Instagram page, Filled by Plants, I show that eating vegan is absolutely doable. It's easy. It doesn't have to be expensive. And it's really, really yummy. Also in the process, I try to educate people about anything related to veganism, really, whether it's um, about my beauty products or about pretty much anything about animals and the suffering that is happening in slaughterhouses. I really try to touch a bit of everything to all the vegans out there who would like to to be activists I beg you to be one we have a voice and we need to use it we need to think about the animals first they are the victim here and they need us to speak for them speak up for them so don't hesitate to be an activist as well and really see what works for you whether it's for Instagram it's for talking to people if you want to go on the street it can really be anything Mm -hmm. it can be really tiring and overwhelming so just make sure to practice some self-care any forms of activism it's just so important
0: that you have to stay true to your message in whatever form that you actually decide to participate when it comes to activism thinking about it even though anonymous do advertise through the killing of animals through showing slaughterhouses and you show you know a very very real very honest way as well on your stories you show it through food you show it through your lifestyle how would you advise or encourage anybody listening out there that knows nothing about veganism nothing about you know, plant-based diets but they would like to start and make a sustainable
1: long-term change in their habits to actually go vegan. Firstly, I would tell them to listen to their body, to go with the flow, to take it a day at a time or a meal at a time and to to go slowly because, as I said earlier, it can be quite overwhelming. The second thing is that I think that education is really, really important. You need to understand why you're doing this because this is a massive life change. It's not that difficult at the end of the day, Mm. but it's still changing your habits habits that you have been doing for years how can i be healthy on a plant-based diet and i think that that's why it's important to just educate yourself about veganism and to do so you can i mean you can read books you can watch documentaries on netflix there are brilliant documentaries on netflix and yeah and also perhaps to connect with other vegans as well i feel like this made my process easier to have a few vegan friends around me who could understand what i was going through and just be there when i had a question Stay connected with with a vegan friend as well as it helps a lot. I can
0: say just for myself when I have to look at red meat now. Yes, one of the main reasons why I initially why I actually gave it up was because you were around me and you told mm. me about you know red meat and how what the effects are and how it's bad for you. And I used to always say to myself, you know, I don't actually feel good because of red meat. And I think initially it was tough. I couldn't just go cold turkey. I had to completely slowly reduce it out of my daily lifestyle. And now I don't want to eat Mm. it. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to think about it. When you go grocery shopping as well, you make a conscious choice not to buy things. Purchase the things which you know is going to help you in your
1: journey of going towards, you know, veganism. It's our choice and we have a choice and we need to, to use that power consciously. I think that's really important. So
0: I'm going to ask you a final question, and it's a little bit of a fun question. If you had to describe yourself as a vegan dish, what would it be and why? (laughs) Okay, wait, I need to think. (laughs) Maybe I'm a sweet potato, actually. (laughs) A sweet potato? (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one because it's warm and it it can be eaten in any weather.
1: Exactly. It's a perfect one. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a sweet potato for sure. I usually roast them in the oven and with some quinoa on the side or like some chickpeas, you know, with different... But like just roasted sweet potatoes is just the best thing on earth. Around
0: dinner time, my mom would actually grill sweet potatoes in the oven and they used to be so delicious just Mm. to like have the inside of the sweet potato and we'd have it with like a teaspoon and it, it's just so good to have it's just so like juicy it's like you wouldn't think that this is a potato this is like a, oh you know way. you usually people have french fries out of potatoes or anything but sweet potatoes just, it's divine i know
1: like it's so good and what's amazing as well is that you can eat it in a savory dish or in a sweet dish Oh wow! sweet potato chocolate mousse There's so many variations
0: of recipes that I want to try of veganism. Like, I actually want to try an avocado chocolate mousse. Oh, my word, what's the best? And I just feel like it's just something that I actually feel like I need to try now just to see how it would taste. But just on that note, I want to thank Mm -hmm. you so much for being here, Elisa. I just think that hearing you talk about veganism, it's so it's so obvious that this is your passion. It's not just your lifestyle. It's not something that you do every day or you live every day, but it's true to who you are. And I think hearing you talk about food and mm. hearing you talk about vegan food and vegan, you know, just habits and lifestyle makes, it's very encouraging, I think. And I think that's, that's the message that I wanted to show the listeners out there that even if you feel like veganism is not for you, research more about it to find out more about it. And I think the first place would be to go to Elisa's Instagram at fueled by plants for more information on her vegan journey and just a way for you to interact with her as well to learn more about it whether you're a meat eater like myself whether you are learning about veganism
1: wh- whatever it is if you're vegan as well so i just wanted to thank you thank you so much aisha for giving me the chance to talk about veganism with you it's been such a pleasure and i really appreciate how open-minded you are about this and and yeah thank you it's been it's been really great to be on your podcast